Este episodio muy especial contiene conflictos familiares, abuelas amorosas, escuelitos de baile, guitarras robados, objetividos de vida y el día de los muertos. La discreción de los oyentes es aconsejable. Recuérdame, hoy me tengo que ir mi amor, recuérdame. No llores por favor, te llevo en mi corazón y cerca me tendrás. A solas yo te cantaré soñando en regresar. Recuérdame, aunque tengo que emigrar, recuérdame. Si mi guitarra oyes llorar, ella con su triste canto te acompañará. Hasta que en mis brazos tú estés, recuérdame. Escena de la mini película de Spyrekin Coco. Sparking me movie review, Coco. Buenos días, buenos tardes, buenos noches. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sparkin' Mini Movie Review. Sparkin's podcast where we talk about new movies that came out and the pros and cons about them. If you want to hear any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.sparkin.com where you can also see our movie reviews, our manga reviews, our game reviews, our con reviews, and all those other lovely podcasts. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Twitch, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can email me, at zansparkin.com before I forget I'm your host Zan and let's get started shall we because I've got a lot to do because tomorrow is my favorite holiday of the year which is Thanksgiving a day to eat a day to relax and also it is close to my birthday so I get to relax a little bit so I want to get this out of the way because I was surprised to see a film coming out the day before Thanksgiving but more importantly that it's a Disney film that came out the day before Thanksgiving even though the rest of the world got this movie a couple of weeks ago it actually got it October 20th in Mexico, which I was surprised at. Well, not really because this film takes place in Mexico, which is really cool, but I, I digress. This is the latest Pixar film that was released by Walt Disney, and I've got to say, I was surprised, shocked, and intrigued by this because at first this was kind of flowing under the radar, and then I went to see it, and I'll be damned if I say, I have not felt so many feels in a movie in a long time. And let's talk about the movie I'm talking about. I am talking about Coco. Directed by Lee Unkrich, and it was produced by Carla K. Anderson, also co-directed by Adrian Molina. And this is the first film ever with a nine-figure budget to feature an all-Latino cast. It costs about around 175 to 200 million, and that's surprising. The majority of this cast is all Latinos in front of the board, behind the board. With the exception of one actor, everybody is Hispanic. And I gotta say, as a Puerto Rican, this is actually really cool to see a film that is all Latinos. I'm a little excited about it. And this film is a little different. It's a little unique because it does focus on a holiday, which a lot of people say does not get a lot of 
talk about except for one film a couple of years ago, and that is Dia de los Muertos, Day of the Dead, the day after Halloween, the day when you're supposed to be able to speak to your ancestors if you believe in the religion for it. You know, it's an old Mexican tradition that the day after Halloween, you set up your ofrenda, which is your pictures of all your family. You leave out food for them, and you go talk to them, and you're able to communicate with them, supposedly. And this film is based on that. It's actually cool to see a new holiday, or not a new holiday, a new vision of this holiday. It's not a film which is different than a lot of other films, but it is a little different. I know that statement just made no sense, but you'll see what I mean. And speaking of Book of Life, if you've seen Book of Life, this film is rather different. There are some similarities, like the fact it is based on the Day of the Dead, but that's about it. All the rest of the story is very different. They're two different films, and honestly, I like Coco a little bit better. I think the message of family is well done. Now, let's get to what this film is about. And, well, Coco is the story of a young boy named Miguel. He is the youngest in a family of cobblers. They make shoes, they make boots, they make boots... They make everything possible. They've been doing this for years because a long, long time ago, his great-grandmother, Imelda Rivera, her husband left her and her daughter, Coco, alone to become a musician. And so because of that, their family has been just making shoes forever, and she has banned music in the family. And every single matriarch of this family has followed this rule to a T. His abuela, his grandmother is crazy about that. She is this chocolate wielding crazy woman. Now, chocolate is a slipper. Like, if she hears music, she will hit you with that chocolate. Like, no music! She's an old lady that hates music completely, and she makes sure that the family does not listen to music at all. But Miguel loves music. He actually wants to become a musician, and he is inspired by this great musician named Ernesto de la Cruz. This singer from Imelda, his great-great-grandmother's generation. And he wants to be like this guy so much. He has all the old cassette tapes of him. He has old records and listens. And he kind of hides this away in his little hideaway in the house. And one day he goes to his family to tell them about his passion. And they freak out. They yell at him. They destroy his... Guitar, because it's the day of the dead. There's a big competition. He's going to try to win. They destroy his car. He doesn't know what to do. He ends up knocking over the ofrenda, which I said is like the altar with all the pictures of the family. And he discovers that the picture of Imelda has it's been split in half. Like they hid half the picture, so it's behind it. But when he looks at the whole picture, he sees that her husband, his grandfather, his great-great-grandfather, who the face has been cut off, is holding the famous guitar of Ernesto. So Miguel thinks, oh my god, uh, he's my great-great-grandfather. That's why we're into music, because I'm related to the greatest musician ever. So he ends up figuring, you know what, since I am Ernesto's ascendant, I could borrow his guitar to enter the talent show. And he goes to the crypt where his, the mausoleum, where his, supposedly his grandfather's guitar is he goes and he grabs it and then because he stole a guitar of a dead person he now is stuck in the land of the dead in order for him to get out of the land of the dead he has to get approval from one of his family members 
And because his family's anti-music, they say, you can go back if you give up music forever. He says, you know what? Grandpa would love me to have music, so I'll find Grandpa and he'll bless me to do it. So he goes to look for Ernesto Cruz and it becomes this huge adventure in the land of the dead. And first off, I gotta say, the land of the dead is designed beautifully. It's not like Tim Burton's land of the dead, which is sad and depressing. No, this is vibrant with oranges and greens and neons and looks like a huge party. Every day is a party and a lot of fun. And there are some unique, funny sentiments of this movie, like people are designed by their skeletons. There's a lot of disturbing images, but it's a lot of fun. Now... There's also some realism to this film because they actually explain that there are certain rules in the land of the dead. Like, if no one remembers you, you will fade out of existence. So, it has this bittersweet tone to it. And this, I'm not going to go further into the story, but I, like I said in the beginning, this movie made me cry. It is very heartfelt, very wonderful, very sad very it's about a boy finding out who he is you could compare it a little bit to spirited away where it's a girl coming to her own and this is about a boy coming to his own and discovering what really matters in life and i've got to say this film does accomplish that and not just the film itself the visuals are amazing the voice acting is a lot of fun because You've got Anthony Gonzalez, this young kid, playing Miguel, and his vocals are amazing. Him singing, he has a great voice. I've heard the Spanish version. The Spanish version knocks him out of the park, though, but that kid's actually a mariachi, and he's like 11 years old, so there's that. You have Gal Garcia Bernal as this character named Hector, who is his guide in the Land of the Dead, kind of helping him out. A little bit of a trickster. He's a lot of fun. You have Benjamin Brett as Ernesto de la Cruz, which I'm surprised because usually he plays a good guy. So this is the first time you really see him playing a villain, and I like him as a villain. What else? You have uh, Edward James Olmos as Hector's friend Chicharron, who's his old man. You have Gabriel Iglesia, Chich Marin, Carla Mendida, Elena Ubache, Rene Victor... Alfonso Aru, Selena Luna, and a lot of other names you may not hear, heard or know, but it's they're all very prominent and famous Hispanic actors, and they all fit so well in this movie. They do really well in this, I've got to say. It's, it's a fun, inventive film. More importantly, it's a family film. I will say, though, that... The ending is a little tough, especially if you're close to older generations, because it's it, it's really tragic and sad. And, and it's just like, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm really close to my grandmother. I love my grandmother to death. And uh, she's from Puerto Rico after the, the hurricane. I was able to get her out of Puerto Rico, and I really, I really was happy to get her out of Puerto Rico. And, you know, she's safe. And this made me want to go and give her a hug, because it's about family. Oh, and before I forget, I did mention earlier that the daughter of Imelda, the great-great-grandmother's name was Coco. She is the namesake for the movie, his grandma, who is actually Miguel's best friend. She's this old lady who doesn't do much. It's like when you go in a Spanish house, you see that old lady in the corner, the old grandfather, corner, like, who's that? Oh, that's, that's just that's just Titia or, or, or Titi Carmen or Titi Coco. She's just there, and she's part of the family because we take care of our family. 
And like I said, I could really relate with this film. Uh, the music in this film is amazing. I really want to get the soundtrack, especially the songs like Remember Me. There's like four different versions of the song, Un Poco Loco, which uh, Anthony Gonzalez sings. And wow, like I said, he sings it really well. My favorite song in the film is, uh, what was it? It was called uh, Proud Corazon, which... Uh, Anthony Gonzalez sings and I was whistling it the entire time after the film now oh before I forget since we're at the end of the review about because I talk about the the visuals I talk about things this film was before the film they had a Disney quote-unquote short Olaf's Holiday Adventure good god was that thing long it was a movie in its of its own. It wasn't a four-minute short. It wasn't a five-minute short. It wasn't like a short like the one with the old man playing chess with himself. No. This was a 25-minute short. And a lot of kids were tired after that. Because I went to a kind of late showing to see this movie. And honestly, I don't think it should have been that late. I think it should have been earlier in the day. Or they should not have shown this short. The short could have been its own movie. It should have been direct-to-DVD or just released online. It's just a short of Olaf finding out about Christmas, and while there were some funny lines, like he says, oh, breaking and entering is perfectly fine, and you take the dead carcasses of trees and hang them up in your house. Cool! Well, that was pretty funny. The film does not hold up, and it's just, it's, it was very long-winded. And Josh Gad, I've seen you could do good work. I watch Murder on the Orient Express. You're a good actor. Come on, man. You don't have to live on Olaf forever. You know, you get that Olaf sweet money. I know that. But... Get some more stuff, man. We don't need more Olaf. We need more other stuff. Because we need films like this one. Anyway. I do digress. So, definitely check out Coco. It's a good film. It's a great film. It's a great film for a family. If you have little people, take them to see this movie. I guarantee they will like it. It is a little sad. and But they do break down the concepts easily. So it's not too, too tough. Like, it does explain it. It doesn't pander to the kids, like, saying, oh, they're just going to sleep. It literally explains what happens, and it's kind of, well, anyway, I digress. Check it out. If you like any of these films by Pixar, I recommend it. I think this is one of my favorite Pixar movies, and I can't wait to get this on Blu-ray, and I can't wait to see this again. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, If you're going to... Thanksgiving with your family. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you are not a United States listener, I hope you have a great day. And check out Coco. Tell me what you think. Email me at or leave me a message at spirekin.gmail.com. Also, random question of the episode is going to be, who's your favorite family member? Let me know. Anyway, as I said, this is your Hosan. I am Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time. Call me a fool But last night it seemed That I dreamed about you When I opened my mouth What came out was a song And you knew every word And we all sang along Strings of
Each other.